This is the Flavor of Leadership podcast. I am your host, Clint Hoops. Together, we explore the unique blend of leadership wisdom that helps top leaders consistently achieve work goals, develop personally, and find fulfillment with family. Let's get started. This is episode number 55. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. You have chosen a great day to start with us. Because today, we're going to be talking about why this podcast is called Flavor of Leadership. I've had several questions lately from listeners asking me to define why the podcast is called Flavor of Leadership. And and I realized I I haven't talked about this in quite some time and, and figured it was time that we had this discussion once again. So let's let's dive in. But first things first, let's talk about flavor. So why flavor? That seems maybe an odd choice with leadership. So the reason for flavor is is this. I love to cook. I do. And, and so does my wife. We, we both love to cook. Angela is an amazing baker. It's pretty dangerous around our house at times. She makes her fresh homemade bread every week. And it's just just amazing. And she's also just an amazing all-around cook in general. And so, you know, sometimes I'm the one that will cook when, you know, she wants something grilled or or uh, out on the smoker, that kind of thing. And But I also love to cook a lot of other things as well. Everything from, you know, Thai curries to other traditional food. And really, like I said, just enjoy cooking just just about everything, anything. I really, I, I told my wife once, I said, I want to I want to have cooked everything at least once. That's kind of a broad statement. I know you can't really cook everything at least once, but at least anything I've heard of, I, I want to at least try making it once. And she kind of laughs at me when I say that, but I really do want to do that. And so so we've we've tried cooking a lot of different things and we still have a long way to go. But my wife, she always jokes because when someone says, you know, there's nothing to eat in the house or something like that, I always kind of take that as a challenge. And so she laughs at me and and I like to take, you know, leftovers or random ingredients we have in the house. And I try to make, you know, an unexpected good meal. Like I said, it's a challenge for me. So I, I think it's kind of fun. So sometimes I'll just take, you know, some leftover rice or whatever we have in the fridge and I'll make some fried rice or something similar. Or, you know, also in our house, we're real big on pizza on Fridays. We've, we've done that since my oldest daughter was just really young. And so you can show up at our house on most Friday nights, most Friday nights, and we'll be making pizza of some type, right? We may be making the pizza oven outside, make it in the normal oven inside, or we'll make calzones, or we'll make, you know, anything pizza related. And we have a ton of fun doing it. And so, so this explains a little bit right about the flavor part of the name, right? We love cooking and it's a little, it's a little nod to, to that love. But, but why, you know, and why leadership is the other piece, right? So we'll, we'll tie those together. So let's talk about leadership now. So why leadership? So I need to go back earlier in my leadership journey for this part. All right. So let's, let's go back many years ago. And I remember that early in my career, I would do my best to try and emulate the amazing leaders that I saw around me. 
right? So I had a great boss and, and I would look and say, wow, they were really good at that. And so I would try and emulate things that they did. And it was funny. I, I found myself struggling with my leadership when doing this. You know, as a young leader, I, I had many employees, right? That were older than I was often, very often, in fact. And, and this was extremely intimidating for, for me, especially when it came to accountability and discipline. I'd often doubt myself and my ability to lead these people who had much more life experience and even industry experience than than I had. And so it was because of my insecurity that I saw other leaders, like I said, that I respected and they were doing great with their teams. And and when I had been one of their employees, I I felt loved and respected by by them and and so I wanted to emulate some of the things that they did and I did it unsuccessfully <laughs> to be honest with you in many ways really what ended up happening is is I ended up just copying them in ways that weren't often healthy and they in turn weren't effective I would I would see ways that they that they would interact with their employees or interact with their team, or the way that they would discipline. And I would find myself trying to copy the way they said things verbatim sometimes because I thought, well, that worked out perfectly for them. I'm going to try saying that in this way. See how that works with my team. See if that can help, you know, if I can help it show the vision that we're trying to do the way they did. And really what happened is just like I said, trying to, to copy them in those ways didn't have the impact that it did on their teams. And I, and I, I, I knew why in some ways, cause I knew it really wasn't my style, but that kind of left me with, well, what do I do? I mean, cause the worst part of this was my people, the, the team I was leading were not as happy as they could be either. You know, I found myself often second guessing my decisions or, or my vision and they weren't happy at the same time. So it was more or less a a lose-lose situation. You know, I wasn't reaching my potential. And I wasn't as happy as I could be. And so our numbers were fine, right? The performance was, was good. I wasn't at risk with getting fired or anything like that. We really were doing pretty good. And, and some people actually told me I was a great leader. They said, you do a great job, you know, and, and I think sometimes it was in spite of some of the things that I did wrong. We weren't killing it. Like I knew we had the potential to do. We were missing something. And over the years, I found through experience that I needed to be the authentic me if I wanted to succeed. My people didn't need one of the other leaders that I was trying to copy. They needed me. Now, now that seems pretty cliche, right? You hear that all over the place right? That you just need to always be yourself. And that's easier said than done. As we all know, it sounds cliche, but it is difficult. It is difficult. And we all inherently know that inside. I've even told that to leaders myself in the past, to just be yourself and people will see you're genuine and they will want to follow. And I believe that statement. I believe that's true. People will see you're genuine and they will want to follow when you are yourself. 
but how do you actually accomplish that? So, like we said, it's not that easy. Some of you might be nodding your heads right now as you have been there. Or you're there right now and you're trying to figure this out. How do I get out of this? You know, it's kind of like telling a young child to stop being so short and just grow already, right? As if, you know, as if they could control that, right? That's almost how it feels if you're a leader that's struggling in this place where you're doubting yourself and you, you know you want to be yourself, but you're not quite sure what that means for you and for your team. You know, it has taken me years to cut through the noise of the leadership world and, and, and truly find the authentic me as a leader. Does that mean that I have all the answers? No way. I don't. I don't. But I know that the answer for you is somewhere in being authentic to yourself and looking at all of the leaders around you looking at the leadership principles, looking at all of the different things around you and finding out what is right for you. What do you connect with? And take those things into your leadership so that you can be the authentic you. That is truly why I started the podcast, to help others see that there are many right flavors of leadership or styles or ways to lead. And truly, I I want people to discover that fact for themselves and to truly believe it. Like we said before, it is one thing to say it, as I believe that most people would agree that there are many right flavors or styles of leadership. But do their actual actions reflect that belief? And that is what I'm doing each week on the podcast. So why flavor of leadership? Because truly, I am a big believer that just like with some of the key principles of cooking, right? You can take individual ingredients that seem subpar on their own and you can make something with a great flavor, something memorable. It won't call to everyone though right? That flavor won't call to everyone that you create. But those that like it, they'll be attracted to it and they'll want some more and more. They can't get enough of it. And they'll tell their friends that are similar about it as well. We all have very specific food preferences and we're attracted to the flavors that we enjoy. We can all relate with that. Within my little house here, we have so many different food flavor and preferences that sometimes it can be exhausting. But leadership is exactly the same way. We can take leadership principles and strategies and apply them in our own way and have a unique leadership flavor that the world needs from us. And just like food, not everyone will be attracted to your flavor. And guess what? That is okay. That is okay. That means you're doing something right. Those that are attracted to your flavor will join your team and they will thrive. And so that also means that some people, as you find your flavor, may leave. But those 
are the wrong people. Those are the wrong people as you implement some of these things and some of these true principles and be true to yourself. But those that stay, those, those are your true team. I truly believe this. And realizing it years ago changed my life and my leadership. And that is the reason that I announced a couple of weeks ago that I had opened a few slots on my schedule for my one-on-one coaching to help people who want to kickstart their growth personally and as a leader. So if you're one of these people that wants to kickstart your growth, email me at clint at flavorofleadership.com and I can send you some more details on this. But I'll tell you, these principles we are discussing today They are not just true in business. It also changed the way that I parent my six children. They need me and my unique attributes as a parent to be the happiest that they can be. And when I am true to my parenting flavor, I am happier as well. So what is the challenge for this week? This week, If this conversation today resonated with you, I just ask that you please share this episode with someone that can use this message as well. The message that they are enough and that the progress they desire is within their reach. Perhaps they are leading one person or a hundred, but they can do it. Or perhaps it is a parent that you're thinking of that you know that could use the reminder that they are enough and that they are exactly what their children need. Thank you for joining me here today. So grateful that you'd spend this time with me and so grateful to have you here on the Flavor of Leadership podcast. You got this. Until next week. Thanks for joining me on this week's episode of the Flavor of Leadership podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at flavorofleadership.com. Thanks for listening.